This week on the World Triathlon Podcast, we're heading into the snow. On Saturday and Sunday, the 20th and 21st of March, Andorra hosts the World Triathlon Winter Championships, showing all weekend on triathlonlive.tv. On the start line will be Sandra Meerhofer, winner of the Winter Cup in Asiago last month, who gives us the lowdown on this triathlon with a twist. Then we speak to World Triathlon's very own Enrique Quezada to find out more about the history of the sport and its possible inclusion in the Winter Olympic program. So Sandra, welcome to the podcast. Hi, hi everybody. Uh, congratulations on the win in Asiago. Thank you. Still buzzing from that? Uh, yeah, kind of. <laughs> it was a um, beautiful journey, a beautiful day for me and yeah. for Italy. Um, I'm very, very happy with the result. And you've been national champion, national winter triathlon champion three times now, three years in a row, right? Uh, four in a row. Four in I, a row. I, yeah. <laughs> right. But this yeah. was this was your first podium at the cup level, though, right? Yeah, it was a special weekend because we we have done the World uh, World Cup on Friday, and two days later on Sunday we had a Italian uh, national championship, and I was able to win both races in one week. So it was really a, a really special weekend. Was that on the same course, both races? Uh, yeah, we're, they were the same, just the World Championship. They have been, uh, um, we have done one uh, loop less, I think. Yeah, so, my legs were grateful. <laughs> I'm sure. Um, so, yes, obviously, uh, you know, we, we tend to normally talk about Olympic standard distance and, and sprint distance sort of road triathlon at, on, on here. So it's nice to to mix it up a bit. Tell us. I suppose, you know, the ins and outs of, of winter triathlon and, and the setup. Yeah, the the course being slightly different is part and parcel of winter triathlon, right? The, you obviously, the venue and everything is, is set up. But the week before the race is when the decision is made about the exact nature of the course. So explain sort of why that is and how that works out. Yeah, it's always an adventure, right? Winter triathlon, because you never know exactly the the distance you were you are racing or exactly the altitude or the elevation that you have to compete on race day because um, it depends a lot on the snow conditions on the weather forecast and and so it depends also um, everything is um, a last day last day not but a last week decision um, so in Asiago we we have a really tough course um, it's always um, hilly and up and down, so it's very muscular too. And um, but they were always every year able to prepare a per- perfect, um, a perfect race course. Sounds like a nightmare for the organizers. <laughs> <laughs> kind of yes, <laughs> but uh, this year not because there were a lot of. There were mountains of snow, and so um, I think it was easier this year to organize a, a, a good um, a good race. And in terms of race distances, there isn't the equivalent of a standard in a sprint distance. No, it's it's always within a certain bandwidth or however you'd say, like you know, the, yeah. the distances. Are... The distance is always um, kind of similar, never. Um, never similar because and never the times you can't compare one race with the other because um if it's uh if there are more hills or the snow is 
um, slower or faster. It depends on a lot of conditions. But um, just to say, we do a run about seven, eight Ks. And then mm -hmm. we do mountain bike uh, about to 11, 13 Ks. And then cross-country skiing about 10 K more or less. Mountain biking is always the longest part and then uh, cross-country skiing and then uh, the run. And about the time we do the race about um, one and a half hour more or less the first one. So, I mean, how specialist are, you know, your, your shoes, for example, the mountain bike compared to a, a what, you know, standard mountain bike as it were, like, how much mm -hmm. added kit is there? Um, it depends also a lot of the, um, the conditions of the snow because uh, running, uh, you have to uh, look a little bit how the snow is, how wet the snow is, how slippery the snow is, how deep you go into the snow um, because um, sometimes you use larger shoes to, to not um, go deep in the snow. Um, and sometimes when it's very hard or icy, you can also use your track shoes that you mm -hmm. use on the track because you can go fast on the ice. Um, for the mountain bike, it's pretty much the same as you do in, uh, in, in summer. Um, you have to choose a little bit more carefully uh, the, the profile and you use a... Uh, maybe a pressure a lower pressure i for example you do one bar for uh, mm -hmm. for both a lot of uh, people do the mistake that they do too much air in the uh, um so so it, it's always slippery you have to be on a low pressure and you're going more easily on the snow you have to watch the speed quite closely because um, it depends always on the snow conditions. If it's mm. slippery or when it's icy, you can go very, very fast. You don't have to, uh, but when it's slippery when or when the sun is out, when it's a little bit uh, hotter, um, then you then it's not dangerous. I, I, I think it's more funny <laughs> because it's more slippery, more technical. And so um, it, then, it depends a lot of the snow conditions. So when it's steep, when it's hard, when it's icy, you, can't, you can go up. But when it's, uh, it's not so icy, when there is a lot of snow, that, um, it's difficult to go up. So, so you have to go off of your bike and um, run up the hill with your bike. So, but um, you never know what to expect before. And you were saying about like needing different shoes for different conditions as well. So how many like types of shoe could you, <laughs> could you use? Like, you know, so you'd use a larger one so you don't sink in so yeah. much. So that obviously, you know, you must have to adapt your running style slightly to, to do that as yeah, well, do you? Yeah, um, on the snow, I think it's, it's important to, to run very uh, not heavily because um, so you don't sink in you have to run carefully and uh, yes I have free shoes to always it depends on the conditions which one I use one for icy one for really fresh snow and one uh, kind in the middle and 
Andorra, I know it snowed over the weekend a bit, but the temperature is sort of creeping up there as well. So what are your kind of ideal conditions? What are you hoping for over the next couple of weeks that you will find when you get up there? Um, I think that World Triathlon is always doing the best to to organize the best events. So I think that we will, that they know that um, we will uh, find a good uh, temperature to uh, to race and because sometimes in the afternoon it's it's hot but if we are really racing at uh, nine o'clock in the morning so the snow is uh, is hard again and you we can do a, a great race I think. So you have actually been racing all through the winter have you in more in local Italian races and so on there's obviously Asiago was the first World Cup of the World Triathlon circuit and then the world championships but there's a whole season of them across mm, italy uh, the italian region we this year we have done three races uh no one one race before the world um world cup uh the race was at, at Cogna in val d'Aosta. they always do a winter triathlon before and we have mm-hmm. done this race before so and afterwards i've done the world cup and then the the winter trial and the world championship and last weekend i was in austria to do another um uh winter triathlon and as far as hoping for winter triathlon to break through into the winter olympic program can you see that happening i think uh, that the winter triathlon is really a beautiful sport it takes you out to the nature and it's really spectacular too because we are racing on loops so the um, the people who watch will see us um three four five times uh, per discipline um and and so i really think that it will be it can be awesome to watch it on tv tv and to enter in the olympic program and in asiago the uh were there five different nations on the podium in the end yeah which is yeah, there were five nations and everybody, all the nations are doing uh, great work and they're sending the best athletes. So there, there are some nations that they, they really um, uh, believe in it and push the winter triathlon. I'm happy with that. Was it Kenya that sent yeah, a team yeah, there to Asiago um, last year? Two, two Kenyans, they, they were racing at Asiago. Uh-huh. They had a lot of fun. They did a, a good race. They were they were awesome there. <laughs> and yeah. I see that uh, every year more people participate at the at the races, and and that a lot of people find it very um, beautiful to be part of this uh, winter triathlon family, and it's awesome to see. And there's obviously the relay element as well in the winter triathlon, isn't there? Yeah. How does that vary? How does that compare to the the summer Olympic equivalent? Um, we do. Um, there are just two athletes racing, two from the same national uh, national team. Um, the woman woman starts first. Do uh, she does every every single, um, the whole tri- winter triathlon, then you pass over to the man, then again takes the same woman 
to to do all the the triathlon and then as, and then again the same uh, man to do all the triathlon and to finish the relay right but again it's like what sort of half less than half the distance of the full yeah less than half the distance so I, yeah less than half mm -hmm. do you you represent italy and you're part of the team for that yeah i've represented them uh two times um last year with people la mastra at Dazziago that we were able to um to get to the finish line behind the russian team and to to get the silver medal for italy uh, that was a very emotional moment for us it was very very uh, i bet the crowd was, was going wild wasn't it <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh -huh. in hometown mm -hmm. yeah amazing and so for you personally sort of you know heading week two weeks away now just under um how are you how are you feeling how have preparations for you gone and do you think is this the year that you can punch through to that to that podium um preparation is going well i have done uh, the races where also the race uh yesterday went uh, very good i was feeling good and so i'm looking forward to racing andorra so podium i don't know because um there are a lot of powerful russian tri winter triathletes that are they are always very fast and and strong but you never know i will um i keep the podium in my mind and i will try to get there what are you able to do in a so you're a pe teacher as well right yeah so in a kind of normal week what what are you able to devote time-wise to training um more or less i maybe two hours a day i'm i'm able to train okay. on on a work um week and on the weekend a little bit more well thanks ever so much for taking time out of your preparations for andorra we will see wish you the best of luck thank you thank you a Take lot <laughs> Now, Enrique Quezada is results director at World Triathlon, where he has been a central figure in the development of the sport for many years. Enrique, hello. Um, hello. We've spoken to Sandra Mehrhofer. She talked us through the format and race distances and equipment involved in winter triathlon. So it'll be good to get a bit of the backstory behind the sport itself. Uh, and so did winter triathlon first emerge or first become part of the then ITU scene in the early to mid 90s? The first uh, evidence I have about winter triathlon, it is from the 87, 1987, mm -hmm. in one race which I competed. Oh, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in Spain. And uh, I think uh, everyone is, a lot of people is looking to have a, a winter activity because mm -hmm. okay, we have triathlon in summer. It was quite successful in, in, the, whole, in the whole world. But when, when the winter is coming, you can't uh, go to swim and, and the first idea I, I remember is to to have winter winter triathlon even before the duathlon at least in in this in southern part of europe the the winter triathlon appears before the the duathlon right. uh, and the um, the idea in that moment was to okay similar with the triathlon is doing long things and and covering uh, different parts of of the region etc and and the first idea 
happened to, to was to have the run in a village with the people, etc., and then take the bike and go up to a winter resort or to the snow, and and finally to have the the ski in the uh, on the snow. No? Of so the bike was fundamentally going to be like a climb up to the top to then a ski climb, back down. A climb up, and, and and it was like this for a number of years. Right. This this model. Uh, in which part of Spain the, were you having these first races? Which area of Spain? Uh, it was in Alto Campo in Reynosa, mm -hmm. Reynosa Alto Campo, and and the, the winner was uh, Perico Delgado, uh, the winner of the Tour of France. Okay. <laughs> A bit of an all rounder then. Yeah, and uh, it was organized um, more mostly by a marketing company. This is why the 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 big names of the cycling were with us. And we have TV exposure. It is a special thing, and and uh, okay, it was successful, and 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 this was repeated every year. And and we have in different parts of Europe more or less the same model. We have in Italy, we have in France, we have in Switzerland, with uh, the same model being the the run in a village, and the ski in the ski resort, and the and the bike connecting both both spaces. Mm -hmm. uh, this have, as you can imagine, a lot of um, organizational <laughs> difficulties because yeah. the two transition areas are separated 20 kilometers one from the other, and you you the, the second transition area involves skis and poles. Okay, it is a big a big structure to be moved from the from the mm -hmm. check-in in transition and to the in transition one till the till transition two, and I remember a couple of times when the the winter condition are really winter condition and it is snowing etc. Uh, the the cyclists or the triathletes catch the the truck carrying the the material <laughs> because they have to put the chains on the wheels and and they they advance very slowly. Yeah. And, and specifically, I remember one one thing they they catch the the truck more or less half kilometer before transition two, and then they mount the transition in the moment the cyclist catch the the, the truck, and they improvise a transition there, and and they and they started uh, competing there. And and this was okay. This model for a, for a number of years, mm -hmm. and uh, as you can imagine, we can't um, block the traffic. Because normally it is the only road to to the mountains, and okay, it's weekends, and the, and the, the business people are wanting have, to use it. Yeah. have to move. We can't block the roads, and and this affects a lot the traffic, and and the supporters like to see the people, and then they go with the cars. It, it was okay, a bit difficult to organize this in in a proper way, mm -hmm. and. In parallel, in summer, we we were running for the Olympics. We changed also the model in, in summer to have multi-laps, TV-friendly, uh, a stadium uh, model. And we thought, why not to, to copy this model to the winter, to try to put in a stadium? And I don't know who, Les McDonald, Michel Ginou, or in a... In a in a meeting, someone said, why don't bike on the snow? <laughs> but this never happened before, neither in cycling, neither 
but uh, there was no I, I, there was no of history people... of biking on snow before that, no. There no, was... no, no. It, it was not okay. We are talking about the 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 nineties, the late nineties, ninety eight, ninety nine, and but you are crazy. No, no, no. We we can and also taking considering that in the Olympic Charter, it is written that to be part uh, of the Winter Games, the sport have to be um, on snow or on ice. This is a condition to be in the Winter in the Winter Games. Then we, we saw a bigger possibility to get in the Olympics as well with the, with the winter if we move everything on the snow. Mm. And okay, crazy idea to, to bike on the snow, but- Possible. As a, I remember this McDonald saying, do you know one of the most favorite words of Samaranch is why not? <laughs> okay, why not? <laughs> then we tried. We tried on the snow and okay, they have a different difficulties to prepare the tracks, uh, to avoid the bike, to, uh, to get deep in the snow. And, but okay, if in, in a lot of conditions where they have another advantages, we copy the stadium model of the summer <laughs> triathlon and, and we take out all of this difficulty using the roads a lot of times with snow on the road or, or all of these difficult things disappear. Yeah. We, we add another difficulties, which is to prepare a track to be able to ride the bike on it. And, uh, uh, and we changed. And, and the, last, uh, the last championship in the old model was in 2000. And in 2001, we changed to the, to the new model, which is the, the one we have now. And uh, so the, the bikes, so it's all about compacting that snow on the bike course, is it? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And the major problem is when uh, when the temperature is about zero degrees and, and start melting, and this is uh, this is the problem. If if we have mm, below zero degrees and and with a proper preparation, you can ride the bike without major problems. Mm -hmm. We need to adapt the the rules as well in order to have wider tires because mm -hmm. the thinner tires it is like a knife and you cut and, and yeah. you get. Then you need uh, thicker. Now with the fat, uh, with the fat bikes, it is excellent. The more surface, the more you can go on 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 difficult on, on difficult uh, surfaces. Mm -hmm. Then um, and then we uh, the the model change. We run also on the snow. Appear the in some depending on the condition of the snow, some athletes are wearing speak shoes. Mm -hmm. to to be able to run faster on on the snow and what what changed dramatically was the image of the sport everything on the snow uh, gives uh, an, an, an image way. spectacular uh, especially when it is sunny there is a lot of light blue blue sky snow that the images are, are really are really nice no the, the plastic of the of this image are are, mm. are, are really wonderful no and okay, this uh, this was the the major change in the history, and, uh, and and this is where we are now. And how how was that change welcomed or otherwise by the by the athletes? <clears throat> Obviously, like you know, di totally different equipment, different techniques and skills, like the spikes, the different bikes. I mean, the, yeah. From one world championships to the next, did did the field change dramatically? Did some people just say, "Look, this isn't for me"? And 
no, the, the athletes adapt uh, very well because, mm. okay, all of them are um, multi-athletes. Multi they are not uh, yeah. specifically um, winter triathletes. And the, the real top athletes, they have a, a very good ski base. Most of, we, we have a number of them, Paulo Riva, Apijuelo on that time, they, they belong before to the national teams of a ski, of cross-country ski. Then their, their base sport is the ski. Then if there are changes in the, in the other sport, which are not the prominent for them, it is not a, a, a big change. If we change, uh, cross country ski to mountain ski probably this is a big change for them but uh, the um, maintaining the ski as cross country ski even also the cross country skiers they are doing a lot of things in in summer different yeah. kind of trail tra uh, trail races um, a lot of biking mountain bike uh, di yeah. different triathlon then it is not a, a major problem to change the the bike from from road to to mountain bike yeah? Okay, and then so obviously the, um, the the process, the bid to get into the Winter Olympic program is still ongoing. What what are the main criteria that the IOC are looking for, and and that still need to be done, or like in terms of the growth of the sport? Is it largely down to how widely practiced the sport is? I think we need a, a bit more, a bit more universality on, on mm. the uh, on the sport, because what uh, what we the other criteria that is nice to be in the Olympics is to have a good TB product, and and the, and the TB product is is really good, is really mm. good. Yeah, then uh, I think we need to to be a bit more around the world. Now now we are mo mostly in Europe. We have some races in Asia as well, in Japan, in China, in Kazakhstan. We have some races in Canada, in the USA. In Canada, under a different model with the um, uh, S3, speed right? skating, yeah. uh, with a speed skating instead of, of bike. Um, they have good races in Quebec with, with this. Mm. The problem is we are splitting the sport in two, which is not... <laughs> yeah. It is, it is not uh, the better strategy, the best strategy to, to afford the Olympics to have to, with two different sports. But okay, it exists. And, they and have so the skating among the locals, then it is good. Yeah? The skating is replacing which bike. element? The bike. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> interesting. So there isn't really, there is no racing there with the mountain biking on the snow as part of the winter triathlon no. in Canada, no? Yeah. In this, this race in Quebec, these have things in one way easier because you don't need to travel with a bike mm. because okay traveling uh, for this sport with a number of pair of skis uh, bicycle okay it it is a bit uh, a bit more difficult than in summer you have you have a number of toys to carry <laughs> yeah, <that's for> sure. <laughs> and uh, especially in the ski because the you need different uh, kind of skis depending on the quality of the snow then at least you have to travel with three, four pair of different pair of skis. Hmm. And if, okay. And as far as it kind of breaking ground in places like, I don't know, Argentina or Chile or 
or the US. So that yeah, there's no there's no US athletes on the male start list uh, in Andorra, for example. So is that just a, by virtue of the the current uh, sort of landscape for the sport there, or has it has it been like that for quite a long time? Okay, I I, I think we 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 should not consider this year as a picture about what is happening. I, I'm sure yeah. that the US athletes are not traveling for, for different reasons. Uh, we, we had a, a good um, American team in the from 2000 to 2010. Mm-hmm. They have a good number of, of athletes and, and good athletes as well. And and a Canadian coach coaching the, the Swedish team right. at that time. Mm, and they have some races, but Okay, in fact, it is not as popular as it is in, in Europe. The South America, I have been a couple of times in, in races in South Argentina. Uh, the problem there is, is different and it is more related with the global warming. Uh, the uh, snow in South Argentina is, is getting less and less, mm-hmm. which is okay. It's not only in South Argentina, also in, in, in South Europe. We are facing this this problem as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the the speed skating races in 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 Netherlands almost disappear because the ice disappear from the from the canals, and it is really a sample about what is yeah. happening. Yeah? But and, and therefore, it's a little bit of a chicken and egg situation. Then, uh, obviously, you would get a lot more athletes from around the world taking part if it was in the Olympic program and then at the same time without that breadth of yeah, participation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is yeah, the never the wheel, no? It's yeah, we, we have um, we, we don't need to invent reinvent the wheel. There are a lot of locations in, mm. in a lot of uh, really prepare for cross country ski or biathlon uh, stadiums. And they are done. And they are done with with uh, grand stands, natural grand stands. They are homologated by International Federation of Ski or of Biathlon, and they are. Uh, they, it is really easy to use them to have nice events, and everything is ready. The cable in for the cameras is ready. Everything is 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 done in advance for in summer. To, to have big events in, in winter and, and they are there. We, mm-hmm. we need to only to, to find some room in the calendar to, to include our races there because trying to invent uh, from zero a venue in the middle of the mountains, it is really, really difficult. And also in these venues, we have the production of artificial snow, uh, then everything is, is easier. Uh, but yeah. uh, okay, we need to find the place and uh, the budget. Yeah, it, okay. The, to to rent this stadium, it is clearly more expensive than, than to rent a piece of, of grass <laughs> somewhere. But but the, the product is totally different as well. When when we had events like in Keligradi Stay in Romania, in one of these venues, the result is is really. Is really wonderful, yeah? because yeah. and, and the, the stadium, the stadium concept is there. They have bridges, and you pass uh, on top and under, and and everything is is happening in a very um, in a very small space. But you have already, and, and from the grandstand you see a lot of yeah. of of the circuit, yeah, because 
Yeah, <laughs> we don't need to reinvent anything to use what we have. Yeah? No, but but by the same token, there's also the mixed relay element, isn't there? So that brings that does add a different layer to the to the offering as well, and and it's obviously proven massively popular for for the Summer Olympics. Yeah. Okay. In in winter, in order to have more teams, we implemented the two by two uh, model. Then uh, we have women, men, same women and same men doing the doing the the relay in order to have bigger fields. Mm. Which okay, to have a, a race with seven eight athletes is nothing. To have with twenty is a different thing. Yeah. Ten days time will be <laughs> all eyes on Andorra and yeah uh, I, I will watch remotely unfortunately i will not be able to travel by, no. by that time well obviously we hope you're feeling much better by then and uh yes so for those listening obviously triathlonlive.tv will be showing all the racing from andorra uh across the weekend from the 19th so yeah enrique thank you very much for giving us that thanks to you <laughs> historic run through of the sport very interesting and um wish you a speedy recovery thank you